guess it would have to start with scissors. Scissors? Well, there are all kinds of scissors. And, and once, there was even a man who had scissors for hands. A man? Yes. Hands? Scissors? No, scissor hands. You know the mansion on top of the mountain? It's haunted. Well, a long time ago, an inventor lived in that mansion. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Or Watership Down, which everyone keeps telling me is a horrible, sad film. Someone in that house needs Avon. I like how wholesome they are. They're, look, they're mad at him, but they still care a lot. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. That's my Vincent Price. Terrible impression of Vincent Price. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to get a good impression there, off of just two there, words. Yeah, and there is no recreation of Vincent Price. He's the original. Yeah. So yeah. so he starts talking in the movie last night, and uh, as always, I'm watching this with my wife, and she goes, "Wait a minute, I know that voice." I'm like, "Yeah, you do." And she mm-hmm. is she spends the entire movie, I mean, like an hour and a half, trying to figure out where she knows him. She's like, "It's a Halloween thing. It's a Halloween thing." Until finally, I start humming the theme to Thriller. And she's like, oh, my gosh, he's the guy in Thriller. I said, yeah, yeah. That's, that's him. Yeah. So those listeners that know this, I am uh, a, a band director. And it's the getting to the fall and marching band is coming into season. And so our, our band is going to be doing a Michael Jackson show. And uh, I've been arranging all the music. And I'm going to throw that Vincent Price uh line into the into the mix there somewhere nice are you gonna just use his uh his voice or are you gonna do it yourself oh no it's gonna be his voice okay like i said he's there's no recreating any any (laughs) any fear of i guess it's not copywritten i guess you'll be all right i mean you can't i don't know i guess you can whatever doesn't matter come at me is what i say yeah yeah come sue a high school band for using music um (laughs) All right, this is episode 409, 409, and tonight we're talking about, it is weird to say tonight, because I always say tonight, but it's it's 12.50 p.m. in the afternoon. This is very strange for all of us, so if this episode feels weird, it's because it is weird. Episode 409, and today we're talking about Edward Scissorhands, the uh, Tim Burton classic from t- 1990. Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands. I'm very excited to talk about that. Joining me today is Andrew. Can also give women pleasure by cutting their hair. Jimison. That whole scene has always has always just bothered me a little bit. You know, yeah. I, I don't. My wife loves to have her oh, hair oh. like. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just got a phone call and it comes through the uh, the thing. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Normally, um, I don't get phone calls at nine thirty at night. True. Uh, no, my wife loves to have her hair like played with and brushed and combed, and so maybe that's a thing. I I obviously don't have that problem. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And making her cheap seat reviews debut, coming in all the way from Ireland. That's right. She is our first transcontinental guest. I'm very excited to introduce Doctor Sean. If you're going to play church organ music, make sure to do it to a funky beat. Travers. Oh, hi, everyone. That is a very cool little name, <laughs> I have to say. I'm definitely changing my name to that once this is done. Oh, sure. Yeah, just, uh, you know, a hundred bucks, go down to the courthouse. I don't know how, I guess that's the way they do it in Ireland. That's how we do it yeah, here. Yeah, pretty much the same. That's cool. So, well, welcome so, to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. This is really cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just going to call you Sean, if that's okay. Uh, Sean is a huge Twitter uh, friend of mine. Huge Twitter friend? That's a weird thing to say. Is a Twitter uh, friend and is a big movie 
nerd, loves the horror films and stuff. And so when I approached you to do uh, a, a movie on the show, you said, yeah, let's do uh, let's do some horror flicks. And then I think you were the one that said, let's do Edward Scissorhands because because of reasons. And I said, absolutely. We've not done it. Let's do some more. I'm, I'm trying to think, Andrew, have we done besides? So we've done the two Batmans. We haven't done yeah. any other Tim Burton film, Tim Burton. have we? We haven't, no. I feel no, we no, we haven't, because we did the second Alice in Wonderland. Alice did a looking glass and he didn't Oh, that's direct, right. But he didn't direct that, did he? He I think he had some stuff to do with it. But he probably he produced directed. it, but he didn't direct it. It was yeah. too weird for like he was too like too weird even for Tim. It Burton. was too Tim Burton for Tim Burton. Yeah. Like I think it was yeah. like someone trying to like do an impersonation of him. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. Uh, no, he didn't do it. So anyway, so I'm very excited to have uh, Sean here join us for the show. Yeah. Oh, hopefully she's still there. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I'm here. Oh, it's okay. Screen froze and I wasn't sure if you guys were sitting still or if my, my camera froze, but yeah, it's, no. it's all good. Sometimes we, we do that to our guests. We just sit really yeah. still and don't say anything. <laughs> yes. It's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because nothing says welcome to a podcast more than trying to punk your uh, your guest. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. Let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie, Edward Scissorhands. So I can safely assume that we have all seen this movie, yes? Yes. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be a shock to both of you that I think I've only ever seen this movie all the way through once before this viewing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know. And... I think just because it's kind of sad and just a little too weird that that's just, that's why I never, like when I was watching it this time, there was chunks of this movie I had completely forgotten. Uh Um, I, if you would have said, Hey, tell me what you remember about the movie. Other than the fact that, you know, it's, it's Johnny Depp and he has scissors for hands. I remember the waterbed scene. I remember ice sculpting, hair sculpting and garden sculpting. And that's it. I don't remember why he had to go back up to the to the place. I don't remember the whole subplot about him becoming a business owner. I don't remember the uh, the mob turning on him because of whatever. I don't remember any of that. Him going on yeah. TV. I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean it's it's very much at some moments like the the pitchfork and torch mob that's going after the beast and beauty and the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, so this will be interesting because, uh, this almost feels like a fresh viewing for me because it's been so long since I've seen it. I mean, it's probably been over 20 years easily since I've seen this movie, maybe 25 years. I'm thinking maybe high school when I saw it last high school or college. Uh So, Yeah. So let's do our five word reviews. Andrew, what you got? Well, I I kind of went deep today. Um, All right. And uh, I don't didn't really mean to, but it's it's what I thought of. Um, but it's a beautiful allegory for American discrimination. Oh wow! Oh, that's a good one. That is really. Uh, good. Yeah, because I, you know after after watching this again, I feel like uh, that I was watching a lot of what's been going on my entire life. People treating others differently because of the way they look, because of the way they act, because of their beliefs, because, you know, whatever it might be. Um, And it's the fear of the unknown that we, or the, the fear of the uncomfortable that we all have. And uh, this movie really, I think is a, is a nice study on that. Um, and just in general, I've always loved this. I think I watched it even maybe as a, I want to say very young, like nine or 10. I was pretty young to, to see this, but I think, you know, watching it with my family, um, it's not necessarily a, it's not a bad movie. I mean, there's no nudity or cussing or anything like that, that, small kids would be offended by, but it is strange. And I do remember being a little weirded out by it. Um, but even then I could remember it being, it was a movie about bullies is what I, is how I viewed it. Um, but, uh, it's the first time I think that I saw Johnny Depp in anything. 
And I think that, you know, he's still one of one of the greatest actors, um, regardless of his personal life. Um, well, whatever may be happening there. But um, he's a really good actor. He can do so many different genres and roles and and characters. Uh, and this one is so weird that I think someone like him could have been the only person to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I do have a, a few things that bother me, but it's the it's the times that the movie was made, like the, some of the claymation. Uh, animation type stuff that they had to do instead of CGI that we um, that we could have used if this were made today. Um, and then uh, the older that you just played the clip of Winona Ryder, I think that, that's always bothered me too. Like there's a, a lisp or a, yeah, she- a speech impediment type thing that happens. And I'm like, that's... Okay, whatever. Yeah, she she really <laughs> leans into those S's in scissors. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it. Uh, that's part of the reason why I picked that clip, just because of the way she says scissors. Yeah, but that's where I am. I, I like the movie. I've always liked it. All right, so there we go. Right on. Okay, Sean. Uh, okay, my five word review is pretty straightforward. It's just. Among my favorite movies, I think it fires on all cylinders. I think the cinematography is really beautiful. I think the cast is great, the acting, and it's really well paced as well. You've got that nice rise and fall arc, and it's also a circular arc as well. And it wraps up very neatly, even though it's quite a tragedy. You know, Edward starts in that castle, isolated. He goes down to the people. It starts okay, then it goes horribly wrong, and he goes back to the beginning again. And it's it's something I've seen in his other movies as well, Tim Burton's other movies, like The Night Before Christmas. Jack Skellington starts in Halloween Town. He ventures out, tries new things like Christmas and goes wrong and he just goes back to where he started again. And there's a lot of kind of themes of failure with the main character and tragic endings in Tim Burton's movies, which really always stood out to me because they're not kids movies, but they're family movies. And usually those kind of movies were so saturated with things like Disney. We're expecting happy endings. And with Burton movies, we get, we'll get something of the opposite. Uh-huh. So that's really what jumped out at me with Edward Scissorhands. Cause I saw it when I was around 14 and it, it was that shock because the, the further I got into the movie, I was like, okay, it's, it's, things are going to get better for him. Okay. They've gone wrong again. Nope. It's going to get better. No, this is, this is a tragic ending. And then it just ended and my mind was blown because I was always watching those kind of fantasy movies with the though like the plot conflict resolution three act play but this this did something different for me yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's a that's a great summary i yeah that's really good all right cool uh so my fiber review and this is so funny so again this movie's been around you know 22 years no that's not right 32 years math is hard and I never thought of it this way until our co-host Sam posted uh, in our our group chat earlier today. Uh, let's see. What did he put? He said, no, where did he put it? I can't find it. Anyway, basically he used the, the concept of uh, he liked the modern tale, Tim Burton's take on Frankenstein. And I had never thought of it like that. That's true. Yeah. I had never kind of thought of it. I mean, it's it's kind of another version of his Frankenweenie show or movie. So my five word review is Frankenstein's monster meets Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, Sean, you're 100% right where this, this is a tragic movie. This is a movie that, I mean, it, it kind of ends in a kind of hopeful, whatever, but I mean, it, it is a tragedy. It is a, the, the main character, you know, Ed is, you know, abused and bullied and taken advantage of. And it's because he doesn't understand. And then ultimately is run out of town and has to, to, to live in isolation for the rest of his life, which, because I guess he's a creation, he won't age like the rest of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is a, this is kind of a sad movie. I mean, it's not like, like sad, sad. We've seen some sad movies, but it's not fluke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Watership Down, which everyone keeps telling me is a horrible, sad film. Which, by really the way, 
It, I don't think it is, but um, <laughs> I recently posted on Twitter, what's your five, your top five animated films? Somebody put Watership down awesome. in their top five. And I thought, wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away by that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just, every time I, the only scene that stuck with me, and I've mentioned it before, is the, the rabbits being gassed. That's what I'm visualizing. You right know, now. when anyone says Watership Down, I got a flashback yeah. to that scene. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Yeah, that scene didn't stick with me as much as some of the other scenes. It's interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's a rough scene. I mean, you're not wrong. That's a hard scene to watch. Uh, anyway, um, go listen to that episode, ladies and gentlemen, Watership Down. Uh, that Again, that's an episode I like to talk about because we had not one but two guests cancel on us for that week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just too much to talk about. Well, one of them was. One of them literally said, "I won't talk about that movie. We'll oh, wow. we we're, we're gonna we need to ch- change." I said, "Okay." And then the other one was just a scheduling thing. Um, it just didn't work out. But uh, anyway, it was a it was a scheduling thing. Yeah. Well, it's just what she no. she she told me it was a scheduling thing. I don't have a no, reason okay. to to think otherwise. But uh, she saw Watership Down and said, no, "No, she hadn't seen it. She she said, "I don't even know what that is. What is it about?" And I. Um, I think she looked at the trailer for it and said, no, I'm just no way. <laughs> I said, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, this movie, uh, so the, some of the things that I liked about this movie was Tim Burton. It's, it's really a, it, it's a character. It's a, what did you say, Andrew? What was that? Your five word was so poignant. It was like, uh, allegory for our American uh, dis- discrimination. Yeah. So like yeah. this movie 100% paints the picture of what America was like in that time period, right? Everyone lives in the same house. They all have these. I love the fact that every house was a solid color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, obviously this, the, 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 the house time period, the, the, the period isn't the eighties. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's got to be a little bit, well, maybe 60s, 70s, maybe 70s because the cars look yeah. about 70s. Yeah. Um, so like obviously when grandma, uh, when Nona Ryder is talking, it's future. Right. Because right. anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that everyone has a solid color. All of the men look the same. Like they all look the same. Right. And they all kind of act the same. And, the, it kind of reminds me of uh, what's what's the show with uh, John Hamm, uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. It gives me kind of a Mad Men vibe yeah. in some ways, you know, um, as far as like how everybody dresses and connects. Um, only not at all that show. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like it, it is very cookie cutter America, in for you know for that time period, and there were. I mean, my grandmother lived in one of those neighborhoods yeah. that all the houses kind of looked the same and they all like just walked over to their neighbor's house when they needed something and uh, borrowed some Tupperware or whatever it and, might the, be. And they all gossiped know? on the phone and all that stuff. Exactly. Like all of the tropes that this movie portrays is because they were real. Yeah. And she still has that one neighbor that looks out the window all the time. Like nice. Just to see what's going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's like president of the neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So like, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious, Sean, cause you, you're from Ireland. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, is there anything that's similar to this there? Yeah. You do get the suburban neighborhoods where every house is like a repetition of the other one. Obviously in Edward Scissorhands, it's a bit more stylized in this idea of the movie kind of, looking weird you know how the house it almost looks too big for the furniture like a lot of the rooms are quite spacious and you get that kind of uncanny vibe where it's like oh this is familiar it looks like a suburban neighborhood but it also looks kind of wrong at the same time and i think that's a scale thing and the way they shot it yeah. but yeah you you totally get those um kind of suburban nightmarish uh, estates in ireland as well but i think a lot of people in ireland when they visualize america they kind of visualize something like this all right like this movie yeah yeah like the, this in American Beauty, that kind of white picket fence, or you know the Gilmore Girls. That's a mm-hmm. kind of an yeah. image people from Ireland and the UK get of America. And then when you go to America, you realize oh, everything's actually quite far away from each other. You can't just like walk to the grocery store. You have to drive a long yeah. journey to get there. That's one of the culture shocks that people and, get when they visit the US. Yeah, and and I think the reality is it's more like 
Gilmore Girls plus guns and racism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there weren't nearly enough guns in that show for, for it to be truly American. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's that's I mean, I guess it the is reality. That the when you have a country as big as ours, physically uh, large as ours, when you, you know, you said like it's a culture shock. I mean, you're right. Like the closest grocery store to where I live is a 10-minute drive going 45 yeah. miles per hour, you know, like so you know, so if it's hey Oh crap! I forgot milk, and we're cooking dinner. It's a twenty-five to thirty-minute round trip. You know, it's it's not you walk down the street. You know, I mean it. It it takes me five minutes to get out of the neighborhood that I'm in. So, it's yeah, it it is kind of a culture shock there. But then, like, if you want to talk about like wide open spaces, I remember uh, I did a um, I did a mission trip uh, on the Navajo reservation down in New Mexico. And the, the, the pastor that had brought us there, the local pastor was saying, Hey, I have a neighbor of mine that could really use your electrician. Can I borrow him? And they said, sure. Well, he used the word neighbor. So we think that means like the next house down, they used the word neighbor as it was a 45 minute drive down the road. He was, he was gone three and a half hours. We didn't know where he went. Because there's no, there's not a lot of cell service out there. And again, this was 2002, 2001. So cell, cell phones weren't, you know, is what they are now, obviously. But yeah, it's just, again, culture shock. You couldn't do fine, my friends. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. No, no, the houses in Edward Scissorhands, um, what kind of jumped out at me about them was that they were very Andy Warhol. You know, the silk screens mm-hmm. where everything is like a different color, but it's the same image. Yeah, right. And I thought it was that kind of mixed with the the German expressionism. Like you have like this obviously like gothic castle in the middle of a very colorful neighborhood and like people are only noticing it like now. Like that had obviously been there for years, but in the beginning of the movie, it's like Peg just sees it. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. It's like, oh, maybe I could go sell Avon to the creepy castle at the top of the hill that no one has ever been to. Right. And and what about that house? <laughs> Makes her makes her think someone in that house needs Avon. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, again, I'm just I, I feel I, I don't. Sean, please tell me to stop if you if you get tired of me asking questions about Ireland. But do you guys have uh, Avon out there? Like, is that a thing where you go door to door selling Avon? Was that a thing? Sure, it was a thing back in that time period. I'm not sure about now, but there was definitely like an Avon door to door sales thing going on, and people would go work for them and they'd realize that this is kind of a scam. You just get paid by commission and yeah. they just wouldn't work for Avon anymore. Well, my grandmother worked for Avon. Um, and my grandmother was, she was one of those women that could sell, what's the phrase? She could sell ice to an Eskimo, I think, or something like uh, that. Like a ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves. Yeah. She could sell anything. I mean, that's just what she was. And, so she made her living doing Avon and she made a good living doing it. I mean, uh, you know how it, like it, so we have, uh, you know, Mary Kay, like you get to a certain level, you get the pink car. Like mm-hmm. that's where, that's the level she was uh, yeah. with the Avon. And it was funny. So the, the town that Andrew and I went to college in, a little town called Boone, North Carolina, we took her to, uh, to Boone when I was in college. So 2001, 2002 area. And she hadn't been to, to Boone in, I think, about 25 years. So we're driving down streets that she remembers being dirt roads. And she said, she's, you know, like, oh, I used to, do, you know, I sold to those people. And, like, she's, like, drive, we're driving by neighborhoods. She goes, oh, yeah, I used to sell to all of them and all this stuff. It was really kind of fun, you know, hearing all these stories about, you know, her Avon days and stuff. But she, she was based out of uh, Hickory, North Carolina, and just – she ruled it with the Avon. So seeing her, like seeing it in this movie, seeing her fail basically at every stop she goes to, all I could think of is like, well, she obviously hasn't met my grandma. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, some of the other notes that I wrote, um, and I did, we did, I did mention the the houses. What was that movie? Uh, Sean, you probably watched it. What's the one? I haven't seen it. It's got Jesse Eisenberg where like they get into this neighborhood and then they can't leave. You know what I'm talking oh, about? That's familiar. Um, 
sub- suburbstia or suburbia or something like that. Like I know they call it disturbia, but that, that's not it. That's um, not it. I can't think of what it is. But basically, like Jesse Eisenberg and this woman, I don't remember the actress's name. They get they they're shown a house in this neighborhood and they can't physically get out. Like every road leads back into the neighborhood and they end up having to live there and have have a child and like it's kind of this crazy horror film that's based on the idea that once you get stuck into a relationship or a place you can't get out. I never saw it, but it looked really disturbing. I haven't seen it either, but I just checked it now. It's called Vivarium and it, it is on my movie list. It's something I've wanted to see for a while because I quite like those suburban nightmare movies. That yeah. contrast between the the colorful suburbia and the, the the horror beneath it. It's a bit like Blue Velvet by the looks of it. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't. I've not heard of that movie, Blue Velvet. That's no, David Lynch. It's really disturbing, but um, it, it looks really pretty. And then the more the more you get into the movie, the the creepier and scarier it gets. Fun. Yeah, disturbia right. was that? Disturbia was uh, Shia LaBeouf. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was surprisingly okay. good. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That was kind of like a rear window ripoff kind of thing, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that too. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did kind of enjoy that. Uh, as much as I don't really love horror films, I've seen, I mean, a, a few, not a lot, a few. Obviously, like it feels like uh, 2022 is the year of the horror film because it feels like every guest that I, I ask to come on, they all want to watch horror films. I think it's just because <laughs> they know that we don't. Um we don't watch them very often, but Halloween this year is going to be a lot of fun. I can already tell. Yeah, I was a fan of the 2018 one and the Halloween Kills, which is pro- probably a controversial opinion because I, I see on Twitter a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't like Halloween Kills, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, we didn't like it. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like it. I don't know. I like about- the mob mentality thing where everybody's chasing the wrong guy. I found that morbidly humorous. I that part didn't bother me honestly the the stuff that really bothered me in that movie and if you want to get my full take go listen to that episode because we did a two-part episode with another podcast where on their show we did the Halloween one and then on our show we did Halloween kills and it, it just felt like everyone in that movie is stupid they were I mean everyone like I know when when you have a mob and it's funny because the same actor is in that movie that was in this movie, the kid that gets stabbed at the end. He's the he was the leader of the mob. Um, but like, I get the mob the mob mentality where somebody starts shouting and they and they go kill that poor and they kill. I mean, they, he jumps and throws himself out a window, but they, they kill that poor you know mentally disturbed man. But like, there are so many times in that movie where they have an opportunity to, 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 to end Michael Myers and they, and just people are just stupid. And he doesn't even have to chase them. He just walks at a leisurely pace and goes into the house, does his thing. You know, he seems to have like an easy job as a serial killer. He doesn't have to go to a lot of effort with these people. They're, they're pretty much ready to die. Exactly. Exactly. They're pretty much ready to die. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a good point because like, because the first one I liked a lot because the first one was very creepy and like the 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 take where he's just walks into the house and just like starts stabbing just random people like that's genuinely terrifying to me because it's so random and just he's just doing it to do it. But is, whereas in that movie in Halloween Kills, it's like people are like just throwing themselves into his path for yeah. no reason. Uh, the part that really pissed me off is the group that goes looking for him at the park and he's, he just, he, he's attacked. The woman with the gun leaves the car for some reason. She leaves and is far enough away that Michael Myers is able to kill most of the people in the car. And he is a sitting target and she doesn't know how guns work. So why give her the gun? And then she gets shot in the face by herself because she doesn't understand how guns work. Like, uh-huh. Everyone in that movie is stupid. And that's one of the main reasons why I hated it so much. I like to think that the writers kind of had a look at how people reacted to COVID and were like, oh, wow, humanity is really doomed. And then they just made Halloween kills. <laughs> <laughs> I That's a good take on that. I had not thought about that, but you're right. Oh, Probably an apologist for this movie, just trying to trying to think of the, <laughs> the reasons why people reacted that way in the movie. But yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm here to say, hey, like what you like. I don't care. You know, if you like the movie, like the movie. I know. I just I I'm 
I don't I usually I'm not one to like attack someone for liking or disliking a movie uh, unless you like Spider- Transformers. No, 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 I was actually (laughs) going to say Batman versus Superman, but. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that either. I was (laughs) very annoyed when I saw that in the cinema. I went home in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we actually did a, uh, so a long time ago, we actually did a fundraiser to have, um, to try to help raise a few bucks to keep the podcast on the air. Uh, And we had someone donate uh, 20 bucks to come on and be our guest on that movie for that show and do that movie. And I spent the whole episode just ripping that movie. Cause I did not like that movie at all. I think it's a bad movie, but Andrew likes it. And that's why he's staying quiet. Yeah. Oh. Just saying <laughs> it is okay. Like what you want to like. It's fine. Um, let's see what are they? Oh, so here's a funny moment. So when he first starts cutting that woman's hair, Right. So he's got his big scissors and he's like laying them on her shoulder and he's turning her head and he's turning her head and she's all whatever. And he's getting ready to start. My wife says out loud, quote, watch out. Or he'll start using you for meat pies. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. <laughs> I thought well, that's that, a parallel I forgot about. I mean, yeah, I thought that was really funny. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. He's going to use her for a meat pie. Um. I am here to tell you one thing. I have to I have to be a nitpick, but Andrew knows what I'm going to say. When they're at the TV station and he leans forward and he touches the mic stand with his scissor hand yep. and it shocks him like there was a thousand volts of electricity. There is no electricity in a microphone stand. It does there's no there's no electricity in there. So I don't know. Like I, you know, I wondered if you were going to mention that. <laughs> oh yeah. I had to, it, yeah. it, I rolled my eyes so loud. My, my, even my wife was like, that's not real. Right. I said, no, that's not real. It's no, it's not, but it looked like fireworks to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had to, you know, they had to give you like a nice big visual, you know, he gets, he got shocked by the mic stand, but why there's, that's not how that works. The only, the only other way it could have made it worse is if he leaned forward, there would have been feedback. Because in every movie ever, if someone approaches a microphone, there's feedback. I don't know why. Is that is that the director's way to let you know that the microphone is on? I Just start talking. Yeah. We can tell that the microphone is on. Right. I don't understand why they do that. But is there a different way they could have showed him getting shocked on stage by something else? Or is that possible at all? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, there could have been, you know, he leans forward and there's an outlet on the floor and he touches his mm-hmm. finger in an outlet or there's a, he, you know, there's a light tree nearby. There, there usually wouldn't be one that's so close that the actor or that the, the person would touch it. But uh, there's probably other ways to, to do the gag that they're looking for. Obviously they, the, the, the main point was to prevent him from saying that there was someone special to kind of leave um, one known a writer in suspense, I guess. But also, we just needed him to be in pain so that uh, the boyfriend looked like a douche. Right? I mean, that was the whole point, right? It was to make that guy look look bad in front of, right. his, of his girlfriend's eyes. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's a dumb gag. It's fine. It's just one of those things where as the sound guy, I'm like, that would never happen. But, you know. Yeah, there's a guy with scissors on his hands. So maybe <laughs> maybe in this universe, uh, they use microphones are powered by you know twenty amp uh, circuits. I don't know. Yeah, like you know where what? did they get the ice? And you know, like the big block of ice, and that just so yeah. happens to be in the in the yard. Yeah, I yeah, uh, because I <laughs> I asked that question too, and Sarah says, well, they just you know ice sculpting can be delivered. I said, did he did he pick up yeah. a phone and call somebody to have it delivered? Like. <laughs> You know what I've always wondered about this movie is, and it's something very simple, but you you see him in wearing different clothing throughout the whole movie, and I even as a child I was thinking, how does he put those hands through the sleeves of those of those shirts without completely destroying them? Yeah, um, the blazer in the bank scene. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe it's like in Hook, right? Remember when Hook is, is sleeping, he puts a, a cork on the end of his hook 
Um, and then he has, yeah. you know, so maybe they, they cork the end of his blade so he can get his arms through those sleeves. I just think it's funny that she just happened to have pants that were five times too big so they would fit over his leather outfit. You know, I just, that was, that because Alan Arkin is not that big. <laughs> no. So, uh, let's see. I have, uh, other, other little notes that I wrote. I have no memory of the break-in or the salon or any of that. I mentioned that. I also found it interesting that this guy who's become a celebrity, these cops don't know who he is. I mean, the guy was on TV, and yet they're they're about ready to shoot him, uh, which I think is interesting. Also, I think to the to Sean and, and Andrew, your, both of your points about like mob mentality. I mean, these women came to defend him in that moment. Like, no, 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 we know him. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then it's like the next scene. Oh, I don't know. He's 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 trouble. Right. You know, it's like, wow, they turned on him fast. But I think And it's not just the I mean, it's the whole community of women. Yeah. It's not just like one or two. I mean, it's he's cut everybody's hair, you know. And their dog's <laughs> hair and their and their dog's hair and their shrubberies. Because it is like who was the villain in this movie? And then you think, well, everyone. The the, the whole neighborhood is the villain. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It absolutely is. Like everyone other than the family that takes him in is the villain in the movie. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. And and they're kind of easily hateable. I mean, they, these these characters are easily because as you're watching them, I mean, like the barbecue scene. I'm watching this going. I hate everyone in this scene right now. Like these are all just like. If I was ever invited to a neighborhood barbecue and it was just you no know, those guys talking like that, it's like I would have to leave. It would just drive me. That stuff drives me crazy. But I don't know. I'm about ready. I'm I, like, do what? No, no, that they're kind of seeing Edward as like this product. Like they're they're kind of fascinated by him at the beginning, and then he doesn't, you know, kind of do what they want him to do, and then they just all turn on him. And it's like they they put him back into a like shipment back into his castle it, it always reminded me of that yeah. kind of they used him to do kind of like household chores and things and then it's like oh he's not he's not working anymore we're just going to put him back the, yeah and and again that's another example of that you know almost racist type mentality yeah yeah like the kind of the tokenism yeah. the fascination at the beginning and then they they just change well like even like you can even boil it down to one character, that old man that walks up to him and he goes, hey, don't let anybody tell you that you have a disability. You're not handicapped, right? And then later in the movie, when he's yelling at the kid, he said, hey, but they captured that handicapped guy or something like that. Like he he yeah. 180s completely. He only has two lines in the movie, one to show that he's a good guy and then one to show that he sucks. Like, like he completely 180s. And it's just like he is the metaphor for the entire neighborhood. And and I, and I do think things really changed when um, that cougar lady was trying to, you know, have sex with him, and things uh -huh. didn't go right, and then it turned into, oh, did you hear what he did to her? Like, what? Wait, what? Right. Like, like he has like, have you not met him? How like how in the world does he have the ability to quote unquote do anything to her? Right. Like, I don't. That's what's so frustrating too when you're looking at these these women who are gossiping. Not one person said, yeah, but do you think he would actually do that to her? Because which seems more plausible that she did it to him? You know, it just no one has common yeah, they, sense in this world. Everybody, everybody in this world knows everything about everyone. So they know how she is, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it felt like a gender uh, reversal, didn't it? It was, you know, usually it's like. The, the guy would be the predator and the woman would be the victim. And then there would be like a bunch of guys that side with the predator guy and they don't believe her. It, it, like, it was just quite a, a stark gender yeah. reversal for me when I was watching it. Like I didn't really pick up on it when I was like 14 watching it. But now when I look back on it, it's like, oh, wow, that that's really before it's time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. And um, yeah, anyway, she drove me crazy. I hated, I hated her, but you're supposed to. Uh, last few things. Uh, um, uh, my last note literally was, ah, the mob mentality. Uh, also, I wrote, that's a lot of candles. That 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 super Christian lady had like 400, 400 candles in her house. I mean, that was like good gracious. Just so she can play her uh, 
uh, her her organ music to that that funky beat there. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, she reminded me a lot of Carrie White's mom. You know that horror movie Carrie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all gonna laugh at you. Yeah. That that's that's the impression I got when I saw that woman. Yeah. No, that's a good. That's a, yeah, actually that's you're right on. That might be the inspiration for that person, honestly. And I love that when she opens the blinds, like he had decorated the bush in front of her as like some kind of demon, or whatever. I thought that was really funny. I laughed at that. That was that was, that was really funny. Uh, and then the last my my last note I'm going to mention is the cop at the end who chases him to back to his house and just fires the gun into the air. I I don't quite understand what the purpose of that was. Um, I think that was to, to, uh, you know, make the crowd think that he had shot him, right? And so that they would turn around and go home. But he just said, all right, every, it's over, it's done with, or whatever. And, I th- and it made me think that, like, they were warning shots to scare him off, like he was a like a dog or, a you know, or something. Yeah, I always thought that it was just he was trying to protect Edward. So he shoots somewhere that won't hit him and then turns and tells the crowd yeah, he's he's gone like uh, it's taken care of yeah you that, know what i mean that cop sucked let's just be honest he sucked <laughs> he did you know like I, I do remember him asking like will he be okay and and this was in response to the guy explaining edward's psychological condition like like he, he's he's not okay he's radically underdeveloped mentally and he has no concept of reality and it's completely warped and then he's like oh, oh yeah he'll be fine yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah. yeah. I'm actually, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that until you, uh, you said it, or maybe I can't remember because I was talking to co-host Sam, uh, about you, Sean, as our guest and kind of what your background is. And he thought that it would be really interesting to hear your take on some of the things in the movie. I mean, like, right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wrong there. I mean, like that doctor, you know, diagnoses him and then just dismisses it. Like, can we count him as one of the bad guys of the movie too? <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of draws attention to the hopelessness of the situation. It's like that this will not work out for someone that different to be put into suburban society. That that's a social experiment that's going to fail. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the cop still. I mean, I guess you're right. The cop is probably is trying to to keep him safe. It just still seemed weird to fire shots into the air. I mean, if that's what if if his <laughs> If the purpose for him to say was that he killed him, when the mob shows up and said, is he dead? Then the cop should say, yeah, I just shot him in the back. He's dead. I'm going to send the coroner. Right. But he doesn't. He just leaves because he's got to go get donuts or something. So I, that's why be, I don't understand it, the point. It could just be poor writing, maybe, in that instance. <laughs> I don't know. Tim Burton's like, hey, we got a little bit of budget for some blank, uh, blank rounds for the gun. Let's just shoot him in the air. Okay. We need some gunshots here to make this climax more exciting. <laughs> well, it is an American film. We had to have at least one gun. So <laughs> there's that. All right. Uh, we ready for a few clips? I only captured a few, but, but I know there. Here we go. Anything else you guys want to say before I do clips? Well, I, I just want to say that even in this time, I don't know that these hairstyles, they they kind of resembled the Who's from Whoville. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. <laughs> they were a little funny looking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. No, speaking of the hair, that, that shot of the woman walking down the street who says hi, and she has like this crazy hairstyle, and the dog also has like a matching hairstyle. That That's a great shot for me. Yeah. Like the dog looked like uh, it looked like a, a nightmare from, you know, Tim Burton. You know, like there's like hair sticking out at, at, at random places and whatever. Yeah, it was. You're not wrong, Andrew. That the, there's there's certainly a, a who vibe to some of that haircut. Like there was one 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 that had like almost a flock of seagulls haircut, and um, yeah. I mean, where he shaved in the middle, and then she had, <laughs> yeah, and then bangs. It was so yeah, weird. Yeah. The humans almost resemble dogs to me, like kind of giant poodles yeah. yes <laughs> yeah exactly the um how was i gonna say that last thing i was gonna say ah oh, crap i can't think of it all right anyway here we go uh this is uh this is something that we can like if you were born i uh, sean i don't know how old you are but there's a 
there's a certain age at which this line doesn't make sense to you. They filled the whole tape. What's going on over there, Peg? Call me. Back when <laughs> Andrew Machines used a cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, Andrew and I are old enough to remember those. Um, I'm not going to ask you, Sean, how old you are, but did, have you ever seen a, a Andrew Machine taped player before? Look, I'm sure I've seen one in a museum somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. No, usually it's, it's funny because usually uh, the last few guests we've had have been kind of our age. So it's nice to have someone that's, you know, incredibly younger than us make us feel old i, I could be it. any age i mean you never know that's true that's true I, I could be 50 years old uh that's true you could be uh though i mean i guess the picture your your online profile could be a picture that you took 40 years ago for for all i know so that's true oh we do have all kinds of filters i can make my face look like eddie murphy if i want so yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah the is, cat filter is gone though that's i'm, I'm really disappointed in that the cat filter. It was an amazing, like orange cat filter. It would change everything except for your eyes and teeth, and it, it was it was just fantastic. And I really want that filter back. So Snapchat, if you're listening, bring it back. Nice, absolutely. I'm here for it. Uh, this annoyed me. Play scissor paper stones with us. Play scissors what? Play scissor paper scissors stones. Is yeah. is rock paper scissors a uh, copyrighted? thing I never heard stones uh, used in that before yeah me either but he, but he also That's said it weird. he said it in the wrong order too like play scissor paper stones with us scissors scissor, paper, paper stone. stones not rock paper scissors like <laughs> well, why not stone instead of stones why are there like multiple because like, you have like two hands so like how many can you potentially offer in this game yeah I've heard of uh, rock, paper, scissors, Spock. Lizard Spock. Oh, Lizard Spock. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, Lizard Spock. Yeah. Yeah. I have at I my office at my office at work. I have a cup that explains the game. That, oh, yeah. Like what beats what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Alan Arkin being very funny. And as a, as a father of a daughter, uh, I, I can appreciate this. I don't know what it is. They reach a certain age, they develop these gland things, their bodies swell up, they go crazy. Glands? Yeah, glands. Glands. There it is. What I like about him is that he says, like, they're crazy, but he's very crazy, too. <laughs> Like you yeah. see him singing on the roof Christmas carols. It's that that that's that's not safe. <laughs> no, Alan Arkin's character, he's both sweet and drove me crazy the entire movie. It just because mm. it always feels like he's not really paying attention to anything that's happening. Oh, he know? doesn't know what's going on in that movie. He, he he like explains a lot of things like money and the value of the dollar, and then he just misses like very big things that are happening around him. It's really funny. Yeah. Like the fact that Edward leaves because he's being bullied by the guy. So he's just like, Edward, where are you going? He's leaving because this guy physically forced him out of your yard. How did you not see that? There's, there's a lot of that stuff. And I guess this is supposed to be like Southern California or something, because the fact that he was rolling out fake snow to staple it to the roof, that was just too weird for me. Yeah. Uh, um, it, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, it, this this is also very much the trope of, and we got this a lot in the '80s. Adults were dumb. Yeah, and you know, that's yeah. kind of how this is too. That's you're right. Uh, this made me laugh. Oh, Edward, why ever did you do this? You know, damn those TV programs. Damn them all to hell. <laughs> those TV programs. I love it. I like how wholesome they are. They're. Like they're mad at him, but they still care a lot. Yeah. In that scene. Well, yeah, you're right. Because it actually is really sweet if you really look at it. Because the first thing she says is she blames herself for not providing a better example. You know, I was envious of his of you know his dad's money. And I mean, it's really sweet. It it it's 
like she's like the her Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands are like the only three likable people in the movie and the kid I guess the kid's kind of likable I guess but yeah he's okay <laughs> he's a kid he the gets, kid from Honey I Shrunk the Kids oh wow yeah wait which the little the brother end? yeah yeah that's the little kid with the glasses yes oh my gosh with the yeah. with a giant ant too well not giant yeah. ant, but in in his eyes giant yeah yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really cool. All right. Well, I just learned something new. How about that? Uh, And speaking of him explaining things. Okay. A little ethics. You're walking down the street. You find a suitcase full of money. There's nobody around. No human person is in evidence. What do you do? A, you keep the money. B, you use it to buy gifts for your friends and your loved ones. C, you give it to the poor. D, you turn it into the police. Yeah. Little uh, little ethics question there. I honestly kind of feel like three of those are okay. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. <laughs> three of those yeah. I'm okay with. All right. Uh, next segment here is we're going to play our little game. And this week our game is sponsored by... I'm Lauren and I'm John and we host the Beard Owl podcast the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world beer and weird owl and a bunch of other stuff that's right do you like nostalgia do you like sibling banter do you like beer do you like weird owl are you human if you answered yes to any of those questions give us a listen become one of our loyal commenters And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right. Our game this week is going to be a little different. And I'll tell you that in just a second. This game is called Hey, Did You Notice? This is a game where in this week, I went and created five questions about uh, things that I noticed in the movie. And so this week, Andrew gets to answer the incredibly hard questions about the stuff. Uh, (laughs) It's quite simple. I will ask Sean, our guest, the first question. If she gets it right, she gets a point. If she gets it wrong... Uh, Andrew has a chance to steal. Best out of five wins. Uh, usually I will mail stickers, um, but I actually went and bought, just for this occasion, I have in my drawer some international stamps. So, Sean, you might could win some stickers. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. <laughs> and by might could, I mean you. You, I'm going to mail you stickers if you want them. So that's... that's but I, even I lose. I'll get that's, the stickers anyway. Like, you're going to get yeah. the stickers anyway. This, this is how that's things work here. in America, where you, uh, whether you win or lose, you get a participation trophy. So everybody gets a trophy. Uh, this is the only trophy I've won really in throughout a participation trophy. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're going to get you're going to get stickers and uh, a button. So it's very exciting stuff. All right, here we go. So again, I am reading the questions this time. So uh, Sean, this one is for you. Okay. There is a big piece of art behind the dad at the dinner table um, that when they're eating, and it's a big print, and it's a painting of uh, what I can only guess is leaves. It looks like golden leaves. How many leaves are in the painting? Uh, I'm going to say six. Six is not right, Andrew. Uh, I'm going to say seven. Uh, I counted three. Really? Yeah. Okay. It looks like three really big leaves from the from the shot that I saw. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one goes to uh, Andrew. Yes, I all picked right. this one specifically for you, Andrew. This one is incredibly hard, but this is to get back at you for all the really hard ones you <laughs> gave me. Okay. The 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 flaming van that is seen throughout the movie. Yeah. Has of course the logo has been removed from it. Uh, because they probably didn't have Chevy's permission to use to use it, but there is still lettering on the side of the van that was you oh, know gosh. as if it were from the manufacturer. What does the lettering on the van say? Oh man, I I have no idea. <laughs> um, is it a well? I can't, I can't ask questions. Ask whatever question you want. I may or may not answer. Is it a word or just random letters? It is. It is a word. 
It is, in fact, I'll give you a hint. It's, in fact, two words. Okay. I'm going to say off-road. <laughs> That's a good guess, but incorrect. Sean, any guesses? Okay. I, I have no idea, so I'm just going to say Flaming Cheetos. That's a good guess. Uh, it says Heavy Van 10. Heavy Van. Yeah. Okay. Heavy Van. <laughs> I nice. don't know. I don't know why they put that. Maybe they had to change it because usually it would just say Chevy or something. All right, back to Sean. What shape is the cookie that Vincent Price is holding in the flashbacks? Oh, it's a heart. There we go. That was a little bit of an easy one. Uh, back to Andrew. Uh, oh, I got to give our guest a point. Here we go. I used to doing this. What two pieces of wall art are hanging behind the family at the restaurant? Um, oh, I, I know this because I <laughs> because my grandmother had them. It's a giant fork and a giant spoon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a giant <laughs> fork and a spoon. It's exactly right. Yeah, my grandmother had those hanging in her uh, uh, dining room. Nice. As I think most people did in the 70s for some reason. Yeah, I think so too. We if I If I look back at pictures, I probably could find it. Okay, Sean, this is for the game. In the final scene, it shows Edward working on ice sculptures. There are four completed sculptures and then the one that he's working on. Tell me two of the four completed sculptures. What are they? Okay, one is definitely Winona Ryder dancing in the snow. Yes. The, I'm going to say there is one. Is, is it a swan? Hmm. Giant duck? <laughs> Not quite. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Uh, oh, um, the, the kid playing with a ball. Yes. There oh, is a kid okay. playing with a ball. That is yeah. right. Uh, Andrew, do you want to... Uh, she's won the point, but do you want to guess what the other two are? Uh, well, I keep thinking of the... Um, of the... Uh, shrubberies so i i just keep thinking dolphin and dinosaur but uh, i don't know what the ice sculptures were so the uh so the other one was uh, a girl who is trying to it looks like she's trying to get the ball from the boy uh -huh. she's you know kind of got her hands up and then the one with the birds that sean was kind of mentioning is it's a bird bath what looks like two doves or something at a bird bath Okay, it's not a giant duck. <laughs> it's not a giant duck. No, it's, a, it's some kind of bird bath thing. And then what he's working on, it looks like he's working on a Jenga pile. It's just a big block with blocks. Yeah, with blocks. So it looks like a Jenga. He's playing a game of Jenga by himself. All right. Well, Sean, you won that. You won our game. Congratulations. I'm shocked. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Time for oh, this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three Tim Burton films. I was surprised that we hadn't done this category before, but again, we've only done th uh, two other Tim Burton films before. So here we are, Tim Burton films. And uh, Sean, you get to go first. Okay, so my three are Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, and if it's allowed, Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course if it's, it's allowed. not, I yeah. will be Beetlejuice. Okay. No, no, it's definitely. Fine. Uh... Awesome. My three are, uh, I did Big Fish, Beetlejuice, mm -hmm. and number one is Batman. Yeah. There you go. Uh, of course, I love um, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. We watch it every year at Halloween. I do as well. And it's, it's, it's such a great film. It's such a fun film. The kids love it. We sing along with it. We have a good time with it. And, uh, but... I mean, if I were to count it as a Tim Burton film, because he produced it, he's the executive producer, um, he didn't direct it. But if I were to count it, it would be my number one uh, on that list. But going by my rules of director, I'll say Batman. And Andrew. Okay. Well, I too um, had Batman, Batman Returns, and Beetlejuice on my list, but I have two more that I, I'm going to shift up to the top then. Uh, so I'll count uh, Beetlejuice as my number three. Um, and then the Batmans as my uh, honorable mentions. But Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children at number two. And then Sweeney Todd at number one. All right. 
Sweeney Todd. I do like Sweeney Todd. It's a good time. I like Sweeney Todd as well. All right. Twitter was actually pretty active on this one, which is a lot of fun. I like it when Twitter gets a little active on our, our thing. So Darren from NostalgiaCast, who we had on a few weeks ago, said Ed Wood, Batman Returns, and Beetlejuice. Uh, Shoot the Flick, at Shoot the Flick, just, just uh, responded with a gif of Beetlejuice, so I guess that's his. Uh, let's see. Pete Brown, Pete at Pete Bunbury, says Ed Wood, Beetlejuice, Batman Returns. The FSF Pod, Popcast says Batman Big Fish, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes? That's a bold choice. All right. Uh, your next favorite movie, says Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pete at Middle Class Films says Big Fish, Batman Returns, Sleepy Hollow, Runner Up, Mars Attacks. Uh, Wheel of Horror Podcast simply said Classic. Um, <laughs> uh, author Caitlin Myers said I don't cry every time I see this movie. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's see. Sonia Bean from the, uh, her podcast is the Opinionated Luscious podcast. Uh, she just said Nightmare Before Christmas. And at MJ Smith says Big Fish, Beetlejuice, and Corpse Bride. So thank you all for participating in that. That's a lot of fun. I like it when people participate. Time for this. Yeah. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give us this movie a score from zero to ten. Zero to ten. I don't think any of us are going to give it a zero, but let's find out what happens. Andrew. Uh, IMDb has it sitting at a seven point nine out of ten, so almost an eight there. Um, pretty high score. I am going to have to agree. I like this film a lot, and uh, I. Even though it's it, it's kind of a period piece, <laughs> I think when we talk about movies aging well, this one, there are some things that date it. But I think if you look at it as, you know, this is a part of a, a point in history and uh, an experiment in that time frame, then um, it still works. So I'm going to put it at an 8.3 out of 10. All right. Very good. Sean? I'll be a basic witch and call it, I'll give it a 10. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, okay. Give it a 10. Perfect. That's fine. By the way, you just named our episode this week with that. Just going to say it. Oh, cool. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an eight also. This is a good movie. This is a fun, uh, fun's not the right word. This is a good movie. It's it's kind of a sad movie. It's kind of a hard movie to watch if you really put it into some of the boxes that we talked about today about, you know, uh, a little bit of racism, a little bit of um, prejudice and some, um, you know, just people just being otherwise just kind of dicks to each other. So, yeah, it's the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you uh, you are an author, right? Do you want to point anybody to your, your social medias or anything like that? Uh, my Twitter handle is Sean J.E. Travers, and my book is in my pinned tweet. So if, if anyone wants to give that a read when it's out in September, that would be pretty good. Awesome. And uh, that's very cool. And again, thank you so much for, having, for, for coming on. This was a blast. Uh, yeah. I had a good for time to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, come back anytime and uh, we'll make it work out. Next week, uh, I, I can't believe this is happening, but it's finally happening. Next week, we are reviewing Serenity. Episode yeah. 410 will be Serenity. I'm so very excited to do this. I have. I'm sorry? That's a great movie. It, well, it's my favorite movie of all time. It is my favorite movie. Um, I know it's kind of a strange one to pick, but it's my film and I get to pick it. So next week we're doing Serenity. I have a guest on. His name's Brian Dunaway. If you are in podcast circles, you might have heard that name. He's on a bunch of different podcasts and he was on. He's one of the four of the podcast Film Sack, which inspired this podcast, honestly. So 10 years ago, I started listening to Film Sack. A, couple of year, a year and a half later, we started Cheap Seat Reviews. And here I am getting to have him on the show. I'm so very excited for that. Next week, we are doing Serenity. 
that's going to do it for us. Uh, in the meantime, before you listen to Serenity, uh, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to our social medias, which is uh, we're, I'm very, very active on Twitter. Uh, go to facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews or Instagram. We're there too. Also, please uh, uh, throw a little money at us. That'd be nice. You know, we can be uh, like your people up on the, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, make it rain. Yeah, make it rain. Go to our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash cheapseatreviews. A buck a month gets you the podcast early. Five bucks a month gets you some of the new stickers we're going to be uh, going to be printing. I'm very excited for some new stickers we got coming out. And access to Sean's OnlyFans. That's true. There is that. Yeah. What? <laughs> My, me, Sean, not you, Sean. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot you're both named Sean. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how, how did that happen? <laughs> when? <laughs> it's just it's just you, uh, but you're reading in the books. reading books, but as yeah. Nasratu, like you're in that get yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I think there would probably still be a lot of people that would pay for that. I'm not going to lie. Probably. There's a lot of weird people out there. Not kink shaming, oh. just saying there's weird people out there. Uh, but instead, go to our patreon.com slash cheap reviews. So on behalf of uh, Dr. Sean, Andrew, Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next week for Serenity. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. <laughs>